welcome. This is a message from Victory Church. We trust you'll be inspired and encouraged by today's message. Who here knows that we serve a wonderful God? So one of the things that makes this God so wonderful is, do you realize that he has, he actually has, you know how Drew was just saying really nice things about the youth, and I, th- and I think it's just fantastic. We need to speak life into our young people, which is to speak life into each other. But our God has wonderful names for us. Did you know that? God actually calls us incredible, wonderful names. He calls us his friends. Jesus says, I leave you as friends. The God of the universe wants to establish a friendship with us and walk with us as a friend. Wants us to trust him and boast about him and walk with him and enjoy him as a friend. So he calls us friends. He calls us sons and daughters. The God of the universe calls us sons and daughters. He establishes a fatherhood relationship with us. That's incredible. He calls us saints. Now this is funny. He calls us saints. You don't have to have been dead for a long time and perform weird miracles somewhere in the outback and be voted in by a man. No, no, you are a saint. You are a saint because of what Christ has done. That's incredible because that's, that's God. He's our father. He's our dad. What good dad does not say nice things about his children? You know, I fill my children with nice names. You know, they're my champions. They're my prince and my princesses. You know, they're my warriors. They're my, the apple of my eye. They're my everything. And even by the grace of God, I have other names for them when they wind me up that I, that I just withhold from. But, you know, God speaks beautiful things about us. And I just want to remind us just tonight, just, just, just focus on this one thing that God calls us, which I think is absolutely amazing. And I think it can often go unnoticed. And I don't know if you know this, but God actually causes his workmanship. God causes... His workmanship. If you don't believe me, come with me to the Bible. Ephesians 2.10. It's an incredible, incredible passage of Scripture. I could live off this for months. I think this is just incredible. It says this simply, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. How is that? I find that absolutely amazing. I think that's just mind-boggling. He causes his incredible workmanship. The NIV study Bible says that that word comes from another Greek word that actually can also mean his masterpiece. That we are God's masterpieces. I think that's incredible. So tonight, my message is simply call this God's masterpiece. God's masterpiece, which is you and me. That's how he sees us. Now, I reckon that's pretty amazing for a whole lot of reasons, but one of them is this. To be honest, who here this morning looked in the mirror and saw a masterpiece? Honestly, apart from Tony, clearly. Apart from Emmerich, fantastic, yes, he's, he's my masterpiece. Where is he? He's not behind me, is he? So, stay there, stay there. Don't move, he's so funny. If you weren't here last week, I used one of our young uh, men as a prop, he was fantastic. When he found out I was preaching tonight, he said, so, what are we preaching on? <laughs> I'm preaching, you're not. Stay there. Not yet anyway. One day, I'm sure. It's a fantastic man. But anyway, so God causes his, his workmanship. His, you know, we, we are his incredible, incredible masterpieces. Now, as I said, who here, apart from Tone, looked in the mirror this morning and said, who here actually, you know, 
looked in the mirror, did a bit of a double take and went, oh yeah. Oh yeah. The pinnacle of God's creation right there. Right there. Look at that. Look at that. Come on. You know, who, who did a Fonz? Remember Fonz, you know? Going to do his hair. He's like, come on. Come on. How do you improve on perfection? You know, it's like, it's, it's impossible. You know? But I reckon that if, uh, if we're honest, I think a lot of us, when we looked in the mirror this morning, we probably didn't say there's a masterpiece. I reckon probably a lot of us saw different things. Probably saw some failures. Probably saw some fears. I don't know. Probably saw some doubts. A bit of desperation about things that are happening right now. A bit of worry. I think we saw many things except what God sees. He doesn't see any of the things that we see. He looks down at us and says, they're my masterpiece. They're the pinnacle of my creation. So tonight is just a simple reminder of one of the ways that God looks at us. He looks at us and says, this person here is my masterpiece. Now, one of the reasons why we don't think of things like that is because of our focus. We focus on other things. So I just want us to focus a little bit tonight on how God sees us. Is that okay? Now, in this, in this verse... I just want to start by explaining. I thought, okay, how can I explain it? And I think that if we look at how masterpieces are created, if we look at the qualities of a masterpiece, we may begin to understand why we are God's masterpiece. Now, there's one thing about masterpieces, as I was thinking about this, and that's this. Masterpieces need to be developed. They need to be worked on and developed. This verse says this, that we were created in Christ Jesus. Now, the statue of David, this incredible statue, didn't just happen. It had to be worked on. There was a talented man. I've only got one prop tonight. There's a talented man who got a stone and started chiseling away at this stone. And this stone, little by little, chiseling, 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 little by little, becomes this incredible masterpiece. You know what? We're like that. Because we're God's masterpieces. He chisels us. He works on us. He goes to work on us. He grabs us from the moment we give our lives to him and he starts chiseling. He starts chiseling away. He starts chiseling away at the things that don't belong in our lives. He starts chiseling away so that he begins to develop that ultimate masterpiece. We come to him. He will look at you. He will say, nah, that, that anger, it's got to go. Yeah, it hurts. That envy that you feel, sorry, son, it's got to go. And exactly. That's true. It hurts. Or that, you know, you know how you, you worry so much about everything? You lack, you lack faith? It's got to go. It's got to go. Sorry, it doesn't belong there. That lust, probably gave you a for that. No. It's got to go. <laughs> When I was preparing, I, I promised myself I wouldn't do that. <laughs> but I thought I just couldn't help myself. I had to ruin a good, had to ruin a good moment. <laughs> but he chisels and he chisels. And you know what? He chisels us. That's what he does. Just because we are his masterpiece. And we need to remember that. He is fashioning and molding us. And guess what we're going to become? This is the important thing to remember. He's chiseling us because our ultimate destination, our ultimate purpose is to become like Jesus. 
And we're very far removed from that. In fact, it's going to take for us to get into eternity to be like Jesus. However, the journey begins now. And that's the problem. We forget. We give our lives to God, to His promises, to His salvation, to His blessing. But we forget that when we give our lives to Jesus, we also say this. We also say and put our hands up to becoming like Him. And becoming like Him takes chiseling to get rid of the things I need to get rid of in our lives. So a masterpiece needs to be worked on. You're a masterpiece. You're being worked on. And sometimes it's going to hurt. However, there is a masterpiece in mind that God has. And it's a journey that you've begun from the moment that you become a Christian. So don't worry about that trial. Don't worry about that worry. Don't worry about those things that God may allow in our lives. He's actually chiseling us to become just like him. A masterpiece needs to be developed. Something else about a masterpiece that I think is vitally important is this. A masterpiece has a purpose. Every masterpiece has a purpose. Picture this. Picture a big cardboard box full of color, weird colors, and holes. All right? Can you see that? My daughter brought me said cardboard box one day and said, look what I made. That was her masterpiece. She was over the moon. I'm there. I've learned to ask Oh, what is that? Because they just freak out. They think you don't get them. So I just asked, oh, what does it do? It's a much smarter question. So I said, oh, so what does it do? And he looked, she looked at me and said, well, let me explain it to you. This, this is a machine. This is a bed that bounces up and down into the sky. And when it lands, it gives you ice cream. <laughs> I went, oh, fantastic. What a great invention. That is my kind of masterpiece. This masterpiece had a purpose. You're a masterpiece. God says you're a masterpiece. You have a purpose. There is a purpose for your life. You didn't just happen. God has a purpose for your life. As this verse says very clearly, to do good works. He has gifted you to do good works. He has purposed that you would be his masterpiece, that you would do good works. That is incredible. You're not just here by accident. You're not here just so, to fulfill your desires or, or your contentment. The Bible says it really simply, really clearly. You are his masterpiece to do good works. I think that's, I think that's exciting. That's one of the exciting things about Christianity. You know, it gives us purpose. So, okay, God, so what is it? What is my purpose? We're getting, get in line with God. God, God, has, God would allow you to walk in two different roads. His permissive will or his perfect will. Like his permissive will is, you know, if you want nothing to do with him, well, he'll just let you go. You know, he'll just let you go, and you will reap your, your own consequences. Okay, you want to turn away from me? Okay, I permit you to go your way. I want to live in his perfect will. His perfect will doesn't mean life will be perfect. His perfect will is that you're going to get in the slipstream of the plans and purposes that he has for your life. And it's when we get into that slipstream that we find out what our gifts are, and we find out what our purpose is. And when we find out what our purpose is, we can fulfill this scripture, which is to do good works. You don't know what the good works are that God has called you to do? Walk in his ways. Develop intimacy with him. Develop relationship with him. And he will let you know. He will let you know what those plans and purposes are, what those incredible works are. You're a masterpiece. And because you're a masterpiece, you have a purpose. And those purpose. As, the, as he has promised, is to do good works. Get, 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 get in line with his will. Get in line with his will to work out exactly what those incredible, incredible purposes are. Something, out of, something else about a masterpiece that I think is absolutely incredible is that a masterpiece 
is chosen. I believe that a masterpiece is chosen. Now, I know that there's an element of truth to, you know, when I went to write that song, I didn't think it was going to be, you know, a worldwide number one hit. However, there was, the, the person would have been intentional about writing a song. You know, when a person wrote that great poem, maybe they didn't know it was going to be, you know, such an incredible poem that was going to touch people's lives. However, they were intentional about writing a poem. Now, I can't boast about being able to do anything. These hands are useless. I can't paint. I can't draw. I, I, didn't, even, I, couldn't even, I didn't have a chisel. I'm the worst handyman. I went to use a hammer and I said, Rad, where's the instructions? How do I do this? I had no idea. I had to ask him to bring this in for me. My hands cannot do anything. I can't boast of being able to, do, to create any masterpieces. However, I do know and I have seen masterpieces. And I know that all of them have a purpose and they are intentional. You too were intentional. God was absolutely and totally intentional when he created you because you are his masterpiece. You ain't no accident. He knew you. I love what it says there about being at, uh, the works that he had prepared for you were in advance. That's incredible. I mean, we're, we're always like house plans. I had the privilege of building a house once a long time ago and I knew what this house was going to look like because I had designed it. It was, it was there. I could see it before one little bit of dirt had been dug up. I could see it. You, know, you were like that in God's eyes. Before he even laid the foundations of the earth, the Bible says, before he created all that we see, he knew you. That's incredible. That's amazing. Before anything came to be, he knew you. He had foreordained you. And not only did he know that he was going to create you, he knew what he wanted to do through you. He knew before eternity began. Oh, it's not before eternity. That doesn't make sense. He knew since eternity passed that one day Emmerich was going to be used as a prop for my preaching, as a good work. He knows every, he had it ordained. Do we believe what the Bible says or not? I mean, that absolutely excites me. Not only did he know me, but he knew what he wanted to do through me. And I want to find out what those plans and purposes are. If I believe that I am his masterpiece, I'm going to believe that I am chosen by him for this time, for this place, to do all that he's called me to do. So God, God doesn't make junk. God doesn't make rubbish. Don't worry about how those people have made you feel. Don't worry about how you've made yourself feel. Don't worry about what's been said over you or said to you. Don't worry about what your failures tell you when you look at them. Don't worry about what the sin you've been involved in. Don't worry about any of those things. Yes, align your life with the will of God. Yes, repent. Yes, do the things that the Bible calls us to do. But at the end of the day, there, comes a, there has to come a time where you get before God and you choose to either see yourself through your own eyes, see yourself through other people's eyes, or see yourself through God's eyes. What's it going to be? You choose because God don't make no junk. You are perfect in his eyes. He's created you for a plan and a purpose. You are his incredible masterpiece. We're not there yet. There's lots of things we've got to do. There's, there's things in our, in our lives that we need to work through, that we need to have chiseled off. There is imperfections. There is sin. There's all these things that I know we need to deal with. But just like an incredible artist, God has 
the, out, the, the outcome, the end result already worked out. And I think that needs to give us strength. I think that needs to give us courage. I think that needs to just become part of who we are. It needs to become part of something that gives us strength to, to walk through. And to be able to get before God and say, God, I know that that's not how I feel. I know that's not, that's not what I see when I look in the mirror. But today, today I'm going to change the way I look at myself. Today I'm going to see my eyes through, through your, see myself through your eyes. And I know that you don't make rubbish. Your creation is incredible. The expanse of the universe is mind-boggling. Nature is incredibly beautiful. It's, it's complex. It's amazing. You know, we've all admired sunsets and, you know, our breaths have been taken away by God's nature and beauty. But he didn't look at any of that and said, that's my masterpiece. Just remember that he's looked and seen what you look at and see in the mirror. And he's called that his masterpiece. I'm going to leave it there. Can I get the musos to come up? So what are you going to see next time that you look in the mirror? What are you going to see? What are you going to focus on? As I said, it's not about being proud. It's not about being boastful. It's not, not about talking ourselves up. It's about recognizing where we've come from, recognizing how our Heavenly Father sees. I tell you, if my, my kids are not allowed to put each other down, they're not allowed to put themselves down. I don't, I don't, I, if, if my son calls himself an idiot or calls one of his uh, uh, sisters an idiot, I, tell you, I intervene because I'm a jealous dad and I know what I want for my children. I won't let other people speak things over them. I won't let themselves speak things over them. And if I capture an attitude that I believe is not what I want my children to become, I tell you, I step in and I say, don't you speak about yourself like that. Don't you speak to your sister like that. Don't you speak to your mother like that. That is not right. How much more, hell, your father? How much more does he not look down on us and say, hey, yes, you're not perfect. Yes, there are things that, man, that need to be chiseled right out of your life. However, this is how I see you. The verse says, for we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I reckon it would be really cool if the next time that you read that verse, you replace the word we. Is the verse up? Maybe we can have the verse up there. I don't know if that's possible. But the next time that you read that verse, replace the word we and put your name on it. You know when you're feeling... Like you haven't quite made it. You feel like you haven't quite, you know, been what you should have been or whatever. Those moments that we all have. Instead of beating yourself up, instead of wallowing in self-doubt, sadness, depression, whatever it may be, before turning to other things, just turn to the Word of God. Just let that feed you. Let that edify you. Meditate on that. I think that's a great, great tool. Can I be so bold as to right now ask you just to close your eyes and just think about that verse. Just think about that verse for a sec. And 
if, if I've said anything that makes sense tonight, if focusing on this incredible way that God looks at us has helped in any way, just do it right now. Just do it right now. Do what Tony did this morning and say that scripture to yourself and just say, for sis is God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which He prepared in advance for us to do. Just let that feed you tonight. And then I'll pray for you, pray for us, and um, I'll hand back to Tony. Heavenly Father, we know our own failures, our own doubts. We know, God, that we're far from perfect. We are, we are far from being like Jesus. But Lord, tonight we recognize that that is our destiny, that is our journey, to one day be like Him. When we see Him, we shall be like Him. And from the moment that we've put our hand up to follow Him, Lord, part of that has been to become like Him. And you've been at work in our lives through your Spirit, removing things from us. And I pray, Lord, that tonight would be just another stepping stone to be able to be more like Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that this would happen as a result of the way that we look ourselves. I ask, Lord, not in a boastful way, but Lord, in a way that comes only from you, that we would be able to indeed look at ourselves through your eyes, that we would indeed be able to turn to you and find out who we are in you. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that all of us would be able to indeed walk out of this place tonight knowing that through your grace, through your love, through your faithfulness, through your incredible giving, we have indeed become your incredible original masterpieces. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Through your eyes, that we would indeed be able to turn to you and find out who we are in you. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that all of us would be able to indeed walk out of this place tonight knowing that through your grace, through your love, through your faithfulness, through your incredible giving, we have indeed become your incredible original masterpieces. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Through your eyes, that we would indeed be able to turn to you and find out who we are in you. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that all of us would be able to indeed walk out of this place tonight knowing that through your grace, through your love, through your faithfulness, through your incredible giving, we have indeed become your incredible original masterpieces. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.